In the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. A Charlie Brown Christmas opens with the good old Charlie Brown saying, I think there must be something wrong with me, Linus. I just don't understand Christmas. I like getting presents and sending Christmas cards and decorating trees and all that, but I'm not happy. So Charlie Brown seeks out his favorite five-cent psychiatrist, Lucy. Her response, oh, Chuck, I know exactly how you feel. It happens to me every year. I never get what I really want. I always get a lot of stupid toys or a bicycle or clothes or something like that. And Charlie Brown asks, what is it that you want? And she replies, real estate. None of Charlie Brown's friends understand, so he decides to find Christmas cheer by getting a Christmas tree. He and Linus go to find the perfect tree, but they end up with the most pitiful, practically the most forgotten tree on the lot. Since so many people are buying artificial trees, Linus, with his eyes wide open, has to ask, do they still make wooden Christmas trees, Charlie Brown? Anyway, Charlie Brown goes home with the forgotten, neglected tree, and it eventually falls over when he tries to decorate it. Where's the Christmas joy in that? It's a struggle for him, just like it might be a struggle for some of us. But Christmas is a time that God remembers the things that are forgotten. Mary and Joseph are forgotten people. Strangers in a strange land, they're practically broke. They have no true ancestral home. Joseph's familial ties to Bethlehem are virtually non-existent. Anyone who he's related to has forgotten him. And so he and Mary arrive in Bethlehem with absolutely nowhere to stay, totally, absolutely forgotten. And the birth of Jesus takes place anyway. Even outside of a proper human dwelling, the baby Jesus is born among animals in a makeshift cave used for livestock. Could this be any more forgettable? Actually, yes. Luke purposely drives the point even further because he then writes that God announces the arrival of Jesus' birth to the forgotten people of the forgotten, the lowest of the low, the shepherds. And the announcement is accompanied by the entire glory of the Lord, the Hebrew concept of the kavod Adonai, which is this intense, heavy, most palpable, full weight of the presence of God Almighty, fully present and shining all around them. The good news of Christ's birth is first announced to the most forgotten people imaginable. And so the arrival of Christ at Christmas invites us to consider how God chooses to enter the world, 
chooses, not with fanfare or pomp and circumstance, but in the simplest, most scandalously downscaled way possible. Being born in a forgotten backwater by a forgotten family in a forgotten, possibly abandoned dwelling, and this birth is announced first to the forgotten of the forgotten. God remembers the forgotten at Christmas. And in remembering the forgotten, God chooses to be born and live and align the divine's very physical presence in Jesus with the forgotten things of the world. So that even the most broken parts of God's creation can be redeemed and called beloved to establish a new restoration, a new reign that Jesus later calls the kingdom of God. God chooses the world and chooses to enter the world utterly forgotten. So like Charlie Brown, we might be thinking, but none of this makes me happy. And that might be true. It's pretty serious stuff. But if we take a, a step back, we know that happiness can be fleeting. Happiness might even dwell on materialistic, worldly pleasures. The real question we have to ask then is, does this bring us joy, real joy? Joy is derived from things that satisfy the soul, things that satisfy the soul. It's often regarded as much more constant, an assurance, a contentment deep within, a, a joy that lives in your heart, a reaffirmation of a new true reality. Joy stays with you through the good times and the bad. And so we see this joy and this reaffirmation of this new reality and the tidings of joy given to the shepherds, the joyful message that Emmanuel, God with us, has now arrived here. And from this time onwards, the concerns of every person are absolutely, undisputedly, God's concerns too. No matter how basic, no matter how scandalous, no matter how desperate or sad or seemingly without hope, God lives alongside of us, all of us, from now on. Christmas assures us that there will always be hope. There will always be joy. God cares about us. That God chooses to enter the world in the forgotten places. Places that we don't even like to think about in today's world like the places where people live in tents under the freeways, the places out in the desert where migrants or refugees who are fleeing are camping out this very night, the places around us in downtown, like the parks or in our neighborhood alleyways, by the railroad track, or even at the side entrance of the Circle K. This is where God chooses to enter the world, in the places we'd rather forget. But God also enters the world in the forgotten places inside of ourselves. Those places where we feel hurt or broken or fragile. The times when we get left behind at our jobs 
or ignored by our friends, maybe even discounted by our own families. Those places where the plans we made for ourselves that haven't quite worked out, where our best efforts and our best intentions have been met with rejection because we're told that we don't belong or we think no one cares. Christmas reminds us that God does care, especially when we feel forgotten. That not only God cares, but God chooses these places. Yes, these geographical sites and locations, but also those hurt and broken places right inside of all of us that feel forgotten. Those are the places where God lives, where God chooses to live. We are never alone. We are always called beloved. Love itself in its most intense, fullest presence has already chosen to enter our world tonight in the most unlovable place of them all so that there is absolutely no limit whatsoever to the love that God has in store for you. Some of us might be feeling like Charlie Brown's pitiful little Christmas tree. And we might feel that we'll literally fall apart if anyone even tries to fix us. And God validates this fragility and goes right into your darkest darkness, to the places in you that feel the most broken. And God responds with love, healing, and blessing. Those are the places where Christmas joy originate, those vulnerable places deep down inside of you, restoring you, blessing you, nurturing you. Christ is being born once again in us, this Christmas, in me and in you. Whatever ends up happening anyway to that puny forgotten Christmas tree? Well, Charlie Brown's friends decide it's, it's really pretty good after all. And by giving it some TLC, the tree becomes something truly beautiful, a product of love, of singing, of hope, of goodwill, and a symbol of great joy. A symbol of great joy. Just like each one of us. Yes, our emotions tonight might be mixed. Yes, some things are great and others not so much. But Christ is truly born today. God has chosen to redeem everything by entering the world in the most scandalously simple, most forgotten places of them all. And because God decides to start there, absolutely everyone can receive this redemption. Everyone can be the recipient of this love. Everyone. Because of Jesus' birth, absolutely everyone gets a portion, an abundant portion, of the kavod Adonai, the glory of the Lord, everyone. And that gift, the gift of real abiding joy, abiding love, and abiding promise of Jesus being born at Christmas, is the true gift that will keep on giving for me, for you, for everyone, forever. What a gift. Merry Christmas.